you and I know that knife education isn't really a topic that people often study, but we use knives every day. What do people struggle to cut and waste time on? What works to avoid the dull knife syndrome? How to stop buying knives over and over and over? How to remove the chance trips to the emergency room and instead cut as safely as possible? Join me on my journey to helping knife users who have lived and relied on their own personal experience and truly help them to tap into the knowledge of thousands, making that transition from knife guessing and struggling to knife experts. Welcome back to another episode of Easy Knife Life Podcast. And today we are going to dive into safety a little bit. And it's one of the more important things, obviously. It's just one in a million, one in a thousand, whatever the number is. When it happens, it happens. And knives are very sharp, very dangerous. Uh, and, you know, it's just good to be safer and have all the knowledge that you can, you can automatically have a little bit more safety in your kitchen. So the a few things here. One is... We just want to make sure that everybody is on the habit of washing knives immediately after you're done using them. There's just a lot of good reasons for this. I mean, the longer a knife sits, the more food, juice, residue is going to sit on it, becoming drier, crustier. The blade's going to be harder to, to clean. It's going to require more scrubbing, more forceful cleaning. This just simply in, increases the chances that your hand might accidentally slip. It's also easy to forget that knives, you know, are being in the, the waiting to be cleaned. So they're, you know, you get distracted by other tasks and all of a sudden you didn't, you don't remember there was a knife that you sat there four or five hours earlier or the, the day before. You leave them on the counter, leave them on the sink. It's just much more likely that you or somebody else will accidentally grab and knock them to the floor, endangering your hands, feet, pets, children, all alike. And there's so many stories or horror stories you could call them in every single one of those categories. You can just use your imagination to motivate yourself to just clean the knife right away. So uh, also, waiting to clean a knife puts it out of commission. This increases the likelihood you're going to grab a wrong-sized replacement for another task that you might use and end up cutting yourself or injuring yourself because you're using the wrong tool for the job that you should be using the right tool for. So clean, dry, put away your knives immediately. You'll avoid all these potential problems. Um, and again, it's it's not that this is necessarily going to happen to you every single time you don't clean a knife. It's just that one, it only takes one time to ruin an, an evening, a week, whatever it ends up being uh, with, with the injury. So never leave a knife in a sink full of water is the next one. If you ignore the previous tip I just gave and just end up, you know, with dried caked food on the blade and, and you don't, you know, then now you got to soak the blade to try to get this food off of it. So people will leave it in the water and soak it. That's just a recipe for forgetting about it and someone unknowingly, not even you, reaching into the water to an unpleasant surprise. It's a much safer option just to lay the knife next to you on the counter while you wash the rest of your dishes. You know, you can periodically dip it into the water, lightly scrub it, set it aside, clean a few more plates. This is going to achieve a very similar to effect as soaking, moistening and loosening the food so that it can be removed easily, but it's in a much safer fashion, so to speak. Okay, so always store your knives properly is the next point here. They should never be placed in a loose kitchen drawer or left lying on the counter. Knife blocks and wall-mounted magnetic strips are the best options for putting the knives away safely depending upon your preference. Whatever method you choose, the cutting edge should be completely covered uh, if possible and the knife held in a stable, unmoving position. Um, next is eliminate distractions. Cooking should be... A relaxing activity, but it's also one of the things that demands your concentration, especially during, especially during food prep. So it's just easy to get focused on your phone, the TV, conversations with other people who aren't cooking, 
and it only takes a single slip to cause serious damage. So whenever you're using a knife, it should have your full concentration. The, the exception, of course, is if you're listening to Easy Knife Life podcasts, because that will only feed you knowledge about what knives to support your practice and use of them effectively and safely, and applies directly to what you're actually doing in that moment. So it's the best time, uh, can, can often be the best time to learn. When I'm teaching uh, representatives and I'm teaching people about sales, the best time for them to learn is right before they're implementing it or right after they've went ahead and had an appointment presentation or interaction with a potential client. And same thing here for learning with Easy Knife Life. Where you're, just remember though, keep your focus on what you're doing. Eye contact with the knife, interacting with the food is, is important. So wear gloves whenever you can is another point. If you really want to be safe, you can find kitchen gloves that are made of Kevlar weaves. They're lightweight, flexible, cut resistant, substantially lower your chances of getting accidentally nicked or sliced. Work on your claw grip if you're not going to do this. They just, you know, gloves do also come in handy when you have to clean up broken glass, ceramic uh, pieces. It just eliminates the worry that you're going to be embedding shards in your hand. Uh, it's just nice to have them on occasion when you need them. If you know you're going to be distracted, if you know it's going to be a challenge uh, or whatever the case is with having a little bit more of a challenge for that day for cooking or prepping or a lot more stuff, maybe you're doing a whole week's worth of cooking or it's a holiday, then you could just get them out then. It's not, maybe you don't, it's not a black and white thing where it just has to be no gloves or gloves all the time. It could just be a thing where you have them and you know, you're just taking that extra step when you have a higher risk of potential exposure to being being cut or injured. So next is handing the knives off correctly. You know, occasionally you're gonna need to hand someone else a knife. There's only one handle, so there's no safe way to do this directly. The best way to pass a sharp object to another person is to lay it down on the counter and let them pick it up. <laughs> That's, that is the best, simply the best way. Next is have another person around. It's not always feasible, but having someone else around is an additional level of safety. If anything happens, they can call 911 or even drive you to an urgent care center. Plus, cooking is one of the best social activities and sharing that experience with someone else, you know, they can just make everything so much better. Um, always be on alert. So Murphy's Law, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong, is, is always just something to keep in mind when it just comes to knives in, in, in the kitchen. If you spend enough time in the kitchen, any bad habit is gonna eventually catch up to you. So focusing on the right techniques from the start, developing good habits early is gonna substantially decrease the chances of anything going wrong. Nicks and cuts from knives are some of the most common uh, kitchen injuries, resulting in more than 300,000 hospital visits annually. More than two thirds of the injuries are to the fingers, which indicates a pretty uh, recurring theme. Number one is grip your ingredients correctly. Your non-cutting hand should always hold the food you're cutting safely and the proper grip will keep your fingers out of harm's way at all times. Number two is don't set uh, knives aside carelessly. Putting a sharp blade down in an active work area is a recipe for rubbing against it. When you're in a hurry, reaching for something else, leaving knives next to a sink before they're washed is another common cause of challenge. Number three is try, try not to ever catch a falling knife. A well-known proverb is a falling knife has no handle. And that's something to keep in mind. If you drop a knife, your only response should be to step back. If you spend much time in the kitchen though, you're going to eventually cut yourself. And this is going to range from a slight nick that doesn't even draw blood to a serious life-threatening injury. The most important thing you can do if you cut yourself is to stop the bleeding immediately, grab a clean towel and press it against the cut, applying pressure until you're no longer bleeding. If the cut's severe, seek medical attention. You can use super glue for smaller cuts that are manageable at home. Keep a small tube of medical grade super glue in your first aid kit or in your kitchen for easy access. 
although the hardwire uh, you know the the hardware version can work in a pinch is just also contains other ingredients that can irritate the skin. Medical super glue is designed to be a little more flexible, allowing you to kind of retain a little more control um, over your fingers and continue cooking. If you can, if you can close the wound completely, clean your hands thoroughly, continue cooking. If you're still bleeding, decide not to have, leave for the hospital. Elevate the cut above the heart, apply pressure, and wait for the bleeding to stop. That's the time to apply the sanitizer, the super glue, use a bandage. Um, you know, blue band-aids are required in any commercial kitchen to apply a little bit of extra pressure to slightly reduce the circulation to that area. And then you can wear a latex glove to prevent any uh, bandage fibers from getting into your into the food as you continue to work. If that's the case, it's entirely up to you. Uh, and keep that in mind as we are not medical professionals, just suggestions on your way. And to a safer and an easier knife life in the kitchen, that's what this episode's been about, and I hope you got some good value from it and look forward to catching you soon. Uh, and make sure you're checking out our master class and those videos. They're absolutely critical, and we spent so much time developing those for you guys. Uh, they will save you a ton of time and energy uh, in the kitchen. We'll talk to you soon, and look for the launch on those. Thank you for joining today. If this episode did help you, then be sure to share it with someone else that you know will need it. That mission you and I share will only be achieved when we share with others what has helped us. That's what I'm doing with the podcast. Sharing with others spreads the knowledge. Appreciate you sharing and have a nice day.